welcome back to Writing the Rapids, the show where I, Joe Balecki, talk to writers about writing. Very often those writers have been recommended to me by writers who have previously been on the show, unless it's a rejoinder episode, which this is. This month we are rejoined by William Watson. William Watson has self-published two titles, Hell and Paradise Redux, which is what we're here to talk about today, as well as the text Police Lucifer from Cloak. His work can be found online at snatchwilden.wordpress.com. If you would like to support the show, you can do so in a couple of different ways. Patreon.com slash NoisemakerJoe is a really good way to do it. I got three different tiers, and they're all different, and they're all good. You could throw me a one-time donation at paypal.me slash NoisemakerJoe. You could buy my book. It's called Tired, and it's on Amazon. You can also give this show a five-star review, or maybe tweet about it, or maybe just move about your day like nothing happened. The fact that you listen to it is enough. Now, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with William. I guess I guess we should begin bef- before the beginning with the original Paradise. Um, okay. <laughs> and let's talk about what that was and why you redid it. Yeah, see, that's a thing. Um, and I actually, prior to this conversation, was actually kind of having that conversation in my head. The original Paradise, um, really what it started out as was uh, I had written the book Hell, and I'd kind of done that, and it was just a literal like experiment into what how I could kind of make more strength. Because I like my writing up until Hell had been pretty straightforward. Um because I think I didn't understand how to branch out from there. So I did hell and it was a little stranger stuff, a little bit, um, a little bit more experimental. And then I started the paradise book, like directly afterwards, I actually was looking back through some PDFs and stuff. And I actually started paradise in a PDF. Like that was a continuation of hell. Um, cause I think originally I maybe planned on doing it as like an extended, like a longer version of hell that would include a, more stuff. But anyway, um, so it was just totally an experiment um, on how weird can I get, and then it grew from there. Um, and the reason that I went ahead and released it when I did was because I'd been posting some things, some images of it and stuff on um, on social media. And by that point, I had sort of made some contacts with people. With I talked to like Mike Correo and a couple other people, and I felt more comfortable but I was still sort of at this weird place with the book, but people were starting to show interest. A couple of people were, were like hitting me up on social media about like, when's this coming out? And I myself had like the jitters about it. And I was like, I think I want to go ahead and release this. So I put it out. And the more I kept seeing about it on social media after it was out, um, some people were kind of talking about it. And for one, that's really cool because I mean, that's what we all want is our people to read our stuff and, you know, check it out. But at the same time, I was like, this feels, this doesn't feel right. It needs something different. It needs like a different, uh, it needs to be not as rushed. I felt like I rushed it early on. And um, that kind of had some of its own pitfalls, I guess. Um, So I just went back and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I actually kind of took it down and said, I'm just going to leave this over in the corner. I was like, it's a very big, powerful thing for me but I can't really focus on this right now. And actually in between completely redoing it, I've done like three more projects since then, but I finally pulled paradise back out. And I said, I'm going to redo this. I told my wife because my wife had seen every iteration of the book, like <laughs> leading up to its release. And I said, I'm going to pull this out. I'm going to pull this original file out and I'm going to redo all 500 pages. And I basically did that. I mean, a lot of the content's the same, 
but I had sort of picked up on new tools and just different ways of doing things since the original release. And because, honestly, because I don't have a publisher behind me, it does kind of give me that freedom to be like, well, I didn't like that. Who's, you know, who's going to lose out on this? No one's losing money on this. And a handful of people who got the original Paradise, they have this like even more special thing that frankly to me is kind of trashed at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine for what it is, but in comparison to the new version, it's just not, it's not even on the same level for me. The new version is absolutely what I wanted the book to be like from the very front cover to the back cover. The new version is exactly what I wanted it to be. So I think it just took me some time to find that and re releasing it originally for me personally, I think it was a misstep. Some things weren't, some of the loose ends were still not tied up and everything and just wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I was still really new to all, to a lot of things. And I'd gotten some experience, I guess. I'd, I'd figured some things out by the time I redid the book. And yeah, it was just an experience thing, really. That's, I guess that makes me feel good. Like I'm trying to trying to think of the of, of the word. I think um, there are certain mediums wherein, like, it's hard to redo it. Like everybody kind of groaned when George Lucas was putting out new versions of Star Wars all the time. Um, and like, you can't have a conversation about Blade Runner without like, okay, but which one did you watch though? Um, right, right, right. But at the same More time, now. right. Like at the <laughs> same, at the same time, it kind of seems like other mediums don't really have that problem. Cause like painters will kind of just like paint the same thing several times. Um, right. and, um, I'm thinking of like Francis Bacon's crucifixion triptych thing. Like he like redid it a totally. decade or two later and it's totally um different and so books are like it's hard for me to imagine rewriting a book without doing something kind of gimmicky to it like um the only good example and it's probably not a great example but like stephanie meyer decided to rewrite the twilight series but from like the man's perspective um right which just kind of seems like a cynical money grab to me like i don't know how much is actually added to the story totally by doing that but i'm you know and i think that's that's kind of how re-released things are in general like if um you know like a new they'll bring out a new version of a film like we talked about before it's always these bonus contents and everything and luckily because i'm on such a smaller scale <laughs> I could totally trash can a book that I had for sale for, you know, a handful of weeks and throw up a new one with hopefully without a gimmick, <laughs> hopefully just because it's better, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I think something like that popped into my head the first time I ever talked to John Treffery, where I was asking him about a blurb on the back of Platts and mm -hmm. he doesn't like mentioned how that wasn't there in the first, you know, printing or whatever um and i right. i kind of said something to the effect of like oh i have not the first printing and he's like oh yeah because you just upload a different pdf to you know ingram spark or whatever and it right, just right. it just overwrites and just they just print that instead and i'm like as a person who at that time didn't know anything about indie publishing at all let alone how this like print on demand stuff works and still doesn't have a super great grasp on it 
Um, Neither do I. <laughs> um, some, you know, that's just interesting to me. Like, my brain immediately went to the extreme and was like, okay, great. I'm going to, like, make a book that iterates on itself. And so, like, you have to buy a new copy every week to uh get the full story by the end of like a year like something completely ridiculous and and um, you can do that now that's what's so crazy is you can actually do that now yeah you know and things are so open there's such an open-mindedness i i believe that there is at least that you could actually do that and you would have people who could follow that i had similar thoughts with paradise i was like i should just keep i should just redo this every six months and release the new version of it you know yeah i i think that's something I was going to ask you about, too, because when you put it out, part of one of the tweets you had about it was like, I'll probably come back to this in a couple of years and, and redo it or redo different things. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. As someone who doesn't have the old copy, like, what specifically is different? Like, how much new content is there? How much you know bigger or smaller is this book compared to the last one it's a little bit it's a little bit bigger only in that um i know for like there's specifically one section that i added well actually there's a couple sections that i added there was one section i added uh like kind of toward i don't know if it's the middle i can't even remember um that was like actually a poem that i had written um and i don't i i have a very weird feeling towards poetry at all but um i wanted to include it because i felt like it was something that was still sort of in some way tied to the text so there's a section that's like the morphin journal and it was an additional thing um and then i added a thing that had been a pdf on my website called abyssism and i included it because um with this new one i figured out like you know what i should do this with like full bleed um, and I got really, really into the like stark black pages. Mm -hmm. um, the original didn't have that. It had, everything had like borders around it and stuff. And I really liked the look of just these really stark black pages. So Abyssinism was like a totally high contrast black and white PDF thing uh, with very minimal text. I think there was like out of however many pages long it is, there was only like one one page that actually had text. So there's like that in the book, and it's mostly just like I said, it's mostly just a vis uh, visual thing. Um, but throughout it, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of images that were in the original were taken out and replaced. And I feel, like, and then also there was a lot of um, imagery in the original one that was very, uh, what's the, it was very dirty. It was a very dirty, like, and I don't mean like that. I mean that in like, and literally it was the file sizes were very, were very small. The resolution was bad which fit in the original version. That's what I wanted. I wanted it to be like this punk rock kind of thing. It's like almost like a thing together zine. Mm -hmm. But as the book developed and as I was looking at the original one, once it was done, I was like, this could be so much better. So I tried to make extra spell. Like I went back, like looking at the, the line work to see, you know, is there any jagged lines here? Whereas that was totally not the case with the original one. I, I wanted the, the filthier, the better. Um, but this one, First off, the thing is it just visually it looks a lot better. But also there is there is probably I think the original one was like it was definitely just a little over five hundred pages and this one's five thirty-four. So it's not like a ton of new pages because some of the original text got kind of condensed and thrown around, but um 
definitely if you had both copies you would see that there is a lot more text in there you know you just have to find it kind of you know i gotcha okay i i'm glad you brought up the images because i really enjoyed the visual work that you did with um I wish I had any sort of language for for talking about it, but like there's sort of um, like grainy, noisy parts um, Mm -hmm. that are just really visually pleasing to me. Like it's kind of like, I don't know, like you took an image, zoomed super close in, saturated the colors and then turned it completely to black and white with like no grayscale. Um, right. And. Which isn't too far off. Actually. No. Okay. The, you know, the process. Yeah. I mean, everything I did was digital. Um, I'm not, I'm not like Mr. Like super um, technical when it comes. Like I'm not the kind of guy who can do like really cool, like photocopy manipulation and stuff like that. So everything I did was digital, but I found a, like I found a set of tools that worked and whereas in the original version it was much more haphazard much more like rushed through okay throw this here you know stretch it out blow it up you know mess with the contrast black and white whatever this time around like I said I was like these images have to look a specific way and I was really into like doing like these more like kind of um not pixelated but almost like had this almost like kind of duotone kind of vibe where you could kind of see the dots, but then have this really blown out image with something that was more refined, kind of right with it, or the text itself being very like clean with it. That was a big difference from the original one. With this one, I wanted it to be like these contrasts. I wanted it to be like very kind of uh, maybe disturbing, I guess, maybe imagery, if we'll even go that far, but then having something kind of palatable shoved into it as well. That was something I really took and like like really went further with in the new version. Yeah, I and I think it works really well. Like it's it's not you know, something that I like haven't seen before, but it's used to a greater extent and greater effect uh here than in the other books I've seen that have done the sort of black pages lots of images sort of things like as far as a sort of like visual project too this is one of my favorite ones um thank you and that that really means a lot to me to hear that because again it was such a like you know like um an introductory kind of thing for me the first one was sort of me getting my bearings but i feel like yeah i really really like and I say this without trying to sound any sort of way about it, but I really worked my ass off on the redo. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so I'm glad that someone actually can see that. I mean, in, in, in no way, like I had a ton of influences from other writers and especially, you know, artists or uh, writers who do more visual stuff with their stuff. Like that's all it was, you know, I was super influenced by people. So I'm in no way being like, I reinvented the wheel because I didn't, but I'm glad that I can still stand outside of that as well, you know? Yeah, it it feels to me, and I'm not super up on, like, you know, what you've been doing the past six years or whatever, but um, it, it feels to me almost as if this is one of the first books of this sort of, like, 
post inside the castle wave that we'll see happen in the next couple of years like one of the things when i was initially talking to somebody about inside the castles i was first getting into this world of writing um he said and i can't even remember which writer i was talking to but he said something to the effect of like all of the people that that published with inside the castle and like early on were already writing like that and had finally just found a good home for it um totally and i feel like me and you know maybe you to an extent too and then we'll probably find more people moving forward are people who like are are their entry point is that you know um absolutely and yeah it, and so like there there's the more i sort of spiral out in time and get better read and and read more intentionally to like try to get context on the contemporaries that i'm reading i find that like okay person a b and c are coming from like this particular academic um context like they read these writers who are inspired by these people and this is the lineage um and then there's people who started you know with those people and are moving forward and paradise redux just felt to me like that very much like this first sort of thing that i've come across that is like very much a um you're reading the people that I'm reading who are working today and inspired by them and moving forward with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've thought that exact same thing myself, like um, getting into this whole scene or whatever, you know, you kind of have those entry points that you keep hearing about and uh, you, you know, you want to go find those things, but and some of it hits, but then some of it's like, I just want to go back and check out this Kitchell book or, you know, whatever. And you find something there because it's, it's fresh to you. And it's, but it's kind of like, um, I looked at it kind of almost like, like listening to music and like bands you really like, like some band will come out and you'll be like, oh man, like this band combines this and this and they do it in their own way, you know? And that's kind of how I, I look at it. It's almost like the, the next level of the progression of this original thing, you know? That's kind of how I thought, because whereas a lot of people said they've been writing this way and they found a home with, you know, inside the castle or whoever, for me, I found this kind of stuff and it finally, things finally clicked because I was not writing in this way. I mean, I had made attempts to it. Um, I had, you know, started out with poetry and tried to do more visual things and I was into E.E. Cummings and, you know, all this, but it wasn't until finding this kind of stuff. And I remember hearing about inside the castle years ago and not doing my due diligence in actually understanding that publishing, you know, outlet. Um, and really like once I actually got into it and I was like this, why, why was I not like looking into this before? Because I may have not been doing this kind of work, but it was there for me. I wanted to be doing this kind of work, you know, this is like what I felt was almost forbidden as a writer. Cause I had a lot of people, you know, when I was, when I was doing my, like doing writing stuff throughout the years that were like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. That's kind of silly. That's a gimmick. That's goofy. Don't do that. And, you know, or like accusing it of all being, you know, pure aesthetic or something. I'm just like, but this was what, this is what I want to look at. I want to look at weird stuff like this. And I don't want it to just be house of leaves. I want it to be like, cinematic and i want it to be dirty and i want it to be raw and i want it to be you know 
macabre or, or mystic or whatever, you know? And um, I was so happy when I found Inside the Castle, when I found 1111 and all these different publishers, I was like, this is like, people are actually doing this. And it's, it's not only, it's not just a website. This isn't just a bunch of PDFs. Like this is actually getting printed and published. And that was like a whole thing for me. And like I said, I started out with this first little book, you know, and I, that was like my first little attempt, but to do paradise, I mean, given I did self publish it, but like, there is still this like kind of gratification and being like, you can like, you can put this stuff out into the world. Cause I didn't think this was possible, <laughs> you know, even with people like inside the castle kind of lurking there, this just on the periphery of where I was at. Yeah. The self publishing thing, I think, uh, too, is w one of the things that really made me excited to, to look into this. And it's something that's been kind of brewing. I, I listened to a Twitter spaces talk with, um, Mike Klein and, and some of the people that he did when he was doing that a month or two ago. And yeah. um, somebody was like, why do we even, why don't we all just self-publish? Um, and, there, you know, there was the whole like, well, there's the prestige and people kind of like hemmed and hawed. And like, right. I, I think about it like music too, because this is a very sort of mirroring punk um in in good and bad ways how totally uh, um and like to to my understanding of the history of of that sort of music is it is very much like the first couple of people who were doing it got picked up by some labels and then maybe made their own labels and then people hooked onto them and it's you know it's sort of leapfrogs and everything was iterative and kind of quick and um you know, it, it does kind of feel to me as a person who is inspired by those types of presses that like, you know, because I'm iterating off of that, that what I'm writing is maybe not actually like for those places. Um, right. And so self-publishing makes a lot of sense. There's, there's other reasons to having a podcast and like knowing people personally and having totally. like certain certain social anxieties about you know submitting and and that whole process and stuff when it's like people that i you know know and have a relationship with even yeah you know not a super close one like it does feel kind of weird there too but like um like yeah it, i i feel i've been feeling for a, basically my entire like serious post-college writing time that like i felt in the middle of like straight ahead narrative stuff and completely out of left field wacky stuff um and the presses that i was finding felt to me like i was finding maybe what's in that middle zone um right but i don't know like reading reading paradise and thinking about self-publishing and thinking about my writing um just made me like kind of like set my jaw on trying to self-publish a couple of things and so i think that's a good thing and and i i, I also go ahead go ahead go ahead no go ahead well, i was just gonna say i think i think some of the stigma behind self-publishing is sort of gone i mean i don't think it's ever going to fully go away because you don't have that representation behind you um but at the same time i feel like 
especially within like this kind of context of literature, you know, there is more um, acceptance of it. And that's really freeing because like I thought, well, this is self-publishing. Who's going to take this seriously? Because I didn't have a ton of experience with even writers who had self-published. I mean, I remember growing up like, you know, like dudes would would like put out these little self publish things through these different little weird websites and stuff. And I'd be like, that's cool and all, but that's not a book. That's not like a book book. And as someone who had a bookshelf full of book books, I was like, uh, I want to, I want to do one of those, but you know, I had to just, I, I literally stumbled upon the, um, the, the, the print on demand thing. And I was like, this is, this is all you have to do. And given within different contexts and different, you know, outlets, it's going to be different, but literally you can go through like, you know, uh, whatever Amazon's print on demand, which I don't support Amazon really, but they are the easiest when it comes to getting these books out there. You know, you're not going to pay any upfront cost. You're just going to upload your book. And if you have the, you know, the ability to lay out your own book and make it look the way you want it to, and it to work with the program, like you can literally put a book out. And that was really freeing because I just wanted to do it to see if I could do it. This was before I was even thinking about, um, submitting anything, but through that process and then starting to understand, you know, a little bit more, having a little bit more insight about the the publishers for me, honestly, like I would love to publish with one of the publishers, but I found out really quick that the waiting lists, even mm -hmm. if you were to get accepted are massive. I was so surprised when I saw it, when like, when uh, Treffery post, uh, posted on Twitter that, you know, Inside the Castle was going to be doing submissions again in January. I was like, oh, wow. I never expected that because I knew he had, like, books planned out through, like, next year or, like, 2024. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. But, you know, me being the person that I am, I'm going to be doing this stuff anyway. I'm going to be spending, you know, six hours a day at a computer tweaking fonts and, you know, pulling out notebooks and trying to figure out what I want to put where. And... Like I said, I would love to put, I would love to to have a book put out through inside the castle or you know whoever. Um, but at the same time, like at the end of the day, I'm going to put my stuff out and and it's going to be seen by whoever sees it. And then if that builds and builds and builds or whatever, because I mean, like I've actually had conversations with John Treffery now. You know, mm -hmm. I've had conversations with Mike Klein, like really inspiring. I would say Mike Klein has been a huge like person of support for me especially yeah. with self-publishing and so it's like one of those things where it's like being published through a certain publisher isn't so much important isn't as important to me now as just being able to be seen by by people because that is like i guess the audience in a way and and really that's what you're going to get with a with a with a publisher as far as i can see is you do get that built-in audience and you get that like stamp of approval from that publisher but if I can self-publish, and even if I have to say, hey, look, I'm going to send you a copy of my book just so you'll see it, that's it for me because I'm not I, I'm not foolish enough to think I'm going to make any money off of any of these, you know? To me, it's just about sharing the, the work with like-minded people or people who I think can find value in the work itself, you know? So I go back and forth. I would love to not just self-publish, but at the end of the day, I'm going to self-publish if it's going to get my work out, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, you know, Andrew, uh, John, Ben, 
any of you are listening, I mean, hit me up <laughs> to be sure. But... For sure. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there, I like the, the freeing nature of it. Like, because I think there's like a liberatory feeling of like, yes, thank God 1111 exists. Like, good. Oh, finally, we got it. Like, it feels like a victory that somebody went out and did the thing that we all want to happen um but then there's that like secondary liberation of like oh yes but also me too i can also do this and i don't have to be a businessman um i just need to be able to watch a 30 minute youtube video about how to do indesign and exactly we can make this happen and um yeah i like that you know i i like that more i think um, and maybe this is just kind of like an aesthetic preference and not really a value judgment, but like, I like that more than the, you know, I made 50 copies of this and, and that's really all that we got like the money for or something like right. that. Um, I absolutely, there's something to be said uh, for, for, I don't know the tools that we have, even though it's, you know trying to overthrow the the king with his own pitchforks or whatever um totally and i mean you know with 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 folks like you know andrew at 1111 and treffery and everybody like i don't fault those guys at all for having like huge waiting lines because people want to release with those you know and for everyone has their different reasons but those are also like these are humans who have lives and you know they just happen to be releasing stuff that's getting popular and for good reason, you know? So if I was to get, if I was to get it like a rejection, I'm not going to take that personally because that is an establishment that has built a rapport or has built up like its own reputation. And, you know, they can't just put every single thing out. They've, they've kind of built this stature and I respect that so much. And so that's kind of like another reason why I turned to, to self-publishing was I was like, you know, I'll self-publish, and if more people get their eyes on this and they think that, oh, wow, there is value in this, then maybe that opens doors that weren't going to get opened before because there just wasn't enough room for everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Like, I really appreciate when I get a rejection from somebody who I know, you know? Like, right. it's like, okay, good. Like, they're, you know, they have a, a vision and they're sticking to it and it doesn't matter that we've you know hung out on the internet a couple of times like i appreciate the whole like this is what i'm doing and if you have something then good and if you don't like this is what i'm doing and um like that does it, it does feel good um to to do that so we're approaching half an hour and i don't think we've even really talked about like the the text of the book and we got a little bit in there (laughs) and um i don't know like as a as as a a sign off when people buy paradise redux for sale on amazon.com now what what can they expect to read um well that's the thing is that i don't don't expect to just read it because for me, it's, it, you know, um, it's one of those books where you don't necessarily even have to start on page one and go to the last page. You absolutely can do that. And you're going to get a story, if you, especially if you uh, can read my strange and twisted brain. You'll definitely get the story. No problem. 
but um, it's just, it's more about, um, and I don't want it to sound like I'm saying it's more about aesthetic because it's not. It's about um, the book itself is, is like a mood setting. Um, I give you sort of these concepts and you kind of get to work with it and build your own sort of thing with what I'm giving you. It's in a way like, it's weird because I sort of found myself with like comparing my work to almost like choose your own adventure books. Like I read when I was a kid because I'm laying out this random text and you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, this is just a, he just put a list on this page, but these things have a connection in my mind. And certainly they have a connection to the overall quote unquote story. Um, so it's like, I'm giving you this and you can sort of build this world. I'm getting all the pieces are there. It's like, it's like a puzzle, I guess. But, it, you know, it's just you're going to get a book that I think is cinematic. I think there's like a, a very um, uh, it's like a, it's like one of those it's it's I, I kind of consider it like like a gore, like one of those uh, like uh, faces of death or something. When I was, you know, when I was like an early teenager, I remember watching those and being like, wow, this is so like this was this is like a, a new thing that is so outside of just horror. This is like its own thing that's kind of what I want it to be. It's almost like this thing that's like, it's too dirty. It's not, uh, this isn't just like kind of mainstream fodder. Obviously this is like the dirty kind of unkempt strange thing that you don't may not want your parents to find, you know, it's, it's this very, but then again, it's also like, like completely shattered and kind of put back together in its own weird way. So I don't know. It's, it's, um, what are you going to get? You're going to get a visual explosion of, 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 just darkness and hopefully you'll find the story that's in there and you can, and you can attach yourself to it. Cause I think that, that there is a real story of like humanity in there.